Welcome to the Real Estate 360 Podcast. How are you today? And welcome, welcome, welcome. Listen, this is the first episode of season two. We're going to have a lot of great information uh, throughout this season. I want you to make sure that if you're listening to this right now, that you subscribe, that you download the clips that you like, uh, listen to the past uh, episodes, and really just enjoy. Now, on today's episode, we're going to talk a lot about your individual game plan. I mean, we're in a new year, you know, uh, it's the first month of 21. And if you've been thinking about getting involved in real estate, this is the one that you need to listen to. Okay. If you've been involved in real estate and you're just really starting out, maybe you've done a deal or two, or you're just in the process. This is the one that you need to be listening to right now. Okay. So Go get yourself a glass of water, a Coke, whatever it is you like, and come on back here because in 10 seconds, we're at it. See you in a minute. So listen, I want to thank everyone. Uh, we had the first season uh, end. It was great. It was beautiful. This is the first episode of the second season, right? Uh, this is, I believe, episode 56. Uh, so I want to thank everyone again for all the support. And uh, I want you guys to continue to listen, of course. Uh, one of the most important things that I really, really, really appreciate is the engagement that I get from you guys uh, whether it's on the podcast, you know, and you're commenting there uh, on whatever platform you're you're on, whether it's, you know, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, you know, whatever it is, iHeartRadio, whatever platform you listen to these uh, podcasts on, please comment, share, let me know what you like. I love it when you guys do that, as well as if you're listening or watching, I should say, on YouTube. If you're checking us out on YouTube and you get a chance to see, you know, what's going on and, you know, all the, all the craziness that we actually get into. Sometimes we like to have fun. Um, you know, do the same thing, you know, share, share with your people, subscribe, download, you know, do all those things, but engage. And once you engage, I promise I'll get you a shout out. I'll, I'll, sh I'll shout you out, uh, just to acknowledge you because I appreciate you. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Now, today I want to talk about what you have to do to get involved in real estate. I want to pull it back from, you know, where we could go, where we could take this with, you know, a lot of the bigger things that we do. And I want to talk right now to people that are just starting out. You know, maybe you're thinking about getting started. Maybe you've gotten started and you're, you know, going through the motions right now, you're doing some marketing or some cold calling or, you know, whatever it is, or you've done a deal or two, but, you know, you don't know what's next. You don't know where you're really going from here. I want to talk about setting up a game plan. You know, it's January 2021. You know, it's a new year. We've got a new administration in office. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty really in the world, but that uncertainty brings promise, you know, because if think about it, you know, we've all, you're listening to this, you know, we've all lived through, you know, a, a tough time, the, the collapse of a bubble, right? We've seen recessions. We understand 
what that feels like. But we also saw a lot of people get wealthy outside of that. Now, I've had an opportunity to speak with a lot of people, you know, just really over the last year, I'd say, and just ask questions. I would just ask questions about just the basic things, right? Like, you know, do you know anyone uh, that invests in real estate? Do you know anyone that's made money? Do you know anyone that's lost money? And of course, people know, you know, they know people that made money. They know people that lost money in real estate. And it, it all goes back really to the financial collapse because everyone was affected by that. And then we saw massive wealth. I mean, they talked about the, the shift of, of wealth at that time, how the wealthier just got, how the wealthy, excuse me, just got wealthier. That did happen. There was a huge, huge transfer of wealth, massive transfer of wealth. But there were also a lot of new millionaires being made and multi-millionaires being made. And they were being made, obviously, in real estate. They were being made in online businesses, things like that. Of course, brick and mortar businesses as well. But there was an enormous amount of wealth, new wealth that was created from, you know, through that collapse. You know, once we got out of 08 and into 09, when people were like, okay, you know, 9 and 10, when people were like, okay, what do we need to do? You know, by 13 and 14, people were in it. You know, they were really making money. They were picking stuff up. But they, most people, they had a plan. They had a game plan. And now with, you know, a global pandemic that we're going through, a lot of uncertainty in the stock market. You know, we've got goo gobs of money being uh, thrown into the market from a, a number of different places, like mandatory distributions for, you know, people with retirement accounts. Uh, they need to know what to do with that money. Do they pay off debt or do they reinvest it in some place? But there's so much uncertainty in the real estate. I mean, not in the real estate, in the stock market that, you know, they don't necessarily want to dive right into that, but it's what they know. I mean, it's where their money has been and they've been able to weather a lot of these storms and make, you know, 6% annual returns, you know, coming out of the, uh, out of the financial crisis. And even under our previous administration with Trump, the stock market did quite well. You know, people were getting those 10% gains and sometimes even more. I mean, there were, there was a couple years where people were getting 50% gains as the market was bringing, you know, gaining momentum after the financial collapse, when people started to reinvest in real estate and put money back into their businesses and things of that nature. So now is the time to make those plans. Now is the time to put your fear to the side and say, okay, what do I need to do for myself to get involved in real estate now uh, before you know, we miss out on an opportunity? And, and, there's, and you're never really missing out on an opportunity. You're just kind of pushing it to the side, but you don't want to do that. You don't want to procrastinate in this particular way, right? In this manner. That's just not what you want to do. You want to take action and you want to do it right now. But how do you do it? What does having a game plan mean? You know, it, it means a couple different things, right? Uh, I wrote a few things down. I'm just kind of jotting, uh, jotting as I go as well. But, you know, in this game plan, it's, you know, what do I do? Am I, am I wholesaling? Am I, Am I doing fix and flips? You know, am I buy and hold? Am I multifamily? Am I commercial? I mean, what am I, right? These are the things that you have to decide for yourself what you like. And the fact that 
you may or may not have money or credit really doesn't matter. You can do real estate with zero money, zero. And it just depends on what you want to do. I mean, I have these consultation calls with people that say, listen, I want to, I want to get involved in real estate, but I don't really know where to start. Uh, I don't have any money. I don't have any credit. I just know that I want my situation to change. Man, I absolutely appreciate that. I understand that. I've been there. And I understand what it takes to push yourself through that or, or pull yourself actually through that because it's, it's, it can be a daunting task, a very difficult mental ordeal and emotional ordeal sometimes when you're creating that shift you know, in your life. And that's what it takes. I mean, you have to, in order to really make that mental shift, you know, to, to really create the person you want to be, you have to stop saying, I want to do a thing and you have to own it. You've got to claim it. Like me, I made a commitment to becoming a successful real estate investor. I made a verbal commitment to myself, out loud, and I wrote it down. No longer do I want to invest in real estate. I am a real estate investor, period. And in that ownership, I found motivation. I found energy. That was part of my game plan, and I'm sharing that with you. This has to be a part of your game plan as well. In order for you to be successful, you have to stop saying, I want to be, I'm trying to be. You have to own it. You've got to own it. You know, if, if you're a, a truck driver, you don't say, well, I'm trying to drive trucks. You're a truck driver and you own it. You've got the CDL license and you're driving all over the place, picking up and dropping off stuff. You are a truck driver. You own that and you get up and you do that and you find energy in that. Whatever it is you do, you own that. It belongs to you. You're, you are that thing until you decide to be something else. And once you have that commitment, speak it loud, say it, verbally say it. I am a real estate investor. If you're listening and you're watching this right now, say it. I am a real estate investor. You're not trying to do anything. I am a real estate investor. That is the first thing you need to have in your game plan. I am a real estate investor. You're not trying to do anything. You're not working on anything. Yes, we know that you're constantly shifting and building and growing and, and scaling. That's the nature of everything, right? But own it. Own it. It's yours. Now, having said that, once you've taken ownership and you know now that uh, you are a real estate investor it's a matter of deciding where you go. And you want to look at your attributes, your credit, your financial situation, uh, and say, okay, I don't have any money. I don't have any credit or I have bad credit. What do I need to do? Well, one of the things you want to do is set yourself up for tomorrow. You want to set yourself up for tomorrow. So go get yourself a, you know, a credit card, a secured credit card, if that's what it takes, whatever it is, start to build your credit. Okay. It's going to take you a year and a half, maybe two, before you can 
buy your own house or maybe you own your own house. Maybe you don't have anything. It doesn't really matter. But if you've got bad credit or no credit, start to fix that right away. Don't run away from it. Fix it. Deal with it. Answer the phone when the when the bill collectors call. In fact, you know, some people will say don't reach out to them. Uh, I mean, I had to go through this myself after the financial collapse. I I, I called my credit. I, whatever I could get off of my credit, I got it off my credit, right? And and then I negotiated everything else. You know, if I owed a thousand dollars on this thing, I was trying to settle it for pennies on the dollar. You know, if they were unwilling to meet me at 20 or 30 cents and I had to be at 50 cents on the dollar, I would set up payment arrangements, you know, to get that taken care of. Because once that's taken care of, your credit starts to go up. Once your credit starts to go up, you can start to utilize it in your business. Okay. Cause you're going to need it. You're going to need it. If you want to be successful, can you do no money down deals all the time? Yeah, you can. But if you are preparing yourself to make money, to be successful, at some point, you're going to have $50,000, $100,000 in the bank, and you're going to not want it in the bank. You're going to want it to be earning. Those are your soldiers. You're the general. Okay? You have to give the marching orders for your soldiers so your soldiers can go on out there and produce. That's just what it is. You, you just need that to occur. Okay? Your money is your soldier. I mean, you can use whatever analogy you want to use. You know, it doesn't really matter, but you need to put those little workers to work because that's what they're there for. By leaving them in the bank or in some CD or the bond market or any, I mean, you're losing money with, with it sitting in the bank. You know, it's inflation. You know, if inflation is running at, you know, two and a half percent a year, meaning you probably got a hundred thousand dollars in the bank this year. If you don't touch it next year, it's not worth hundred thousand dollars anymore. It's worth two and a half percent less. So it's worth $97,500. Now that is inflation. If you have a savings account that's paying you a quarter percent a year, well, that's nothing. You know, did you, did you offset your uh, two and a half percent? Yeah, you did. You got a quarter percent on a half a million. I mean, on a hundred thousand dollars. What is that? A quarter, one percent is that's 250 bucks, right? It's $250. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a lot of other things that you could do to make more money passively uh, than that. But again, you want to put that money to work. You want your money to do, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50% a year when you've got small amounts of money. I mean, when it's smaller, like for me, uh, when I did my first deal, I put 25% of that, I turned $300 into $6,000 in one deal. Obviously, you know, that is a great return, but you know, that was 300 bucks. I didn't even spend it all because it was, some of it was that's all I had. Some of it was gas. I had to buy a ream of paper so that I could print my flyers, you know, that cause I went door knocking. That's what I did. And so I didn't actually spend all of that $300, right? But th that's all I had when I started and I made $6,000. I spent well, I, I gotta. I have to stop saying I spent. I invested fifteen hundred of that, twenty five percent of that, back into my business, and that investment brought me in the next thirty days up, up somewhere in, in the area of about eighteen thousand. So, in a quarter, I made a little over seventy thousand dollars. That money for me at that point was life changing. 
right? It was life-changing. It allowed me to uh, get a few things. I had credit as well, but it, it allowed me to establish uh, a home for my family of ownership. Uh, it just allowed me uh, to do a lot of things, right? But it also allowed me to buy into deals that I couldn't get when I was trying to do no money down deals because inevitably you're going to run across a great deal. And that great deal is going to require money because the person knows they they have to sell it, right? They're not in a situation where uh, they can be the bank for you. You know, there's no owner financing available. They're, they're not in a situation where they can really assist you and they need to sell this thing fast and they're it's a fire sale for them. They need the money for one reason or another, who knows, but they're selling it and they need to get it gone as fast as possible. Well, if you don't have money in those situations, you're going to lose a great deal. But if you have money, now you can go ahead and you can take care of it. You can buy it and you can go and you can do what you need to do. Can you wholesale that? Possibly so. You possibly can, but that's a whole nother thing. Again, it's a part of having this game plan and understanding where you want to go. Understanding of your situation, of your path is primary. So you've taken ownership and now we're putting this game plan together. So now if you're going to be wholesaling, you know, wholesaling is deal to deal. You know, we have a wholesale business because we enjoy that business, right? We enjoy helping other people uh, all the time. We're problem solvers. You know, we're helping people in certain situations get out of it. We're helping people that want to learn how to wholesale, wholesale. You know, we employ people. Uh, so, you know, we are problem solvers, solution creators. And that, I think, and I think that's really why I personally enjoy the wholesale business. I, I just love that part, you're solving problems. You know, there's the negotiations, but it's more of the problem solving and, and finding ways to make things happen that I like more than anything. So, uh, but you can't really build a, build the life that you envision for yourself in that, in that space by doing one deal at a time. Even if you're scaling it up and you're doing 20, 30 wholesale deals a month, which there are people that are doing that, right? But, you know, you've got a big team, you've got to scale it, you've got a business, you've got processes and systems, you know, you've got standard operating procedures, you you employ people, you've got VAs, you've got, you know, direct mail campaigns, you've got cold calling going on. I mean, it, it, just, just a million different things going on and you have to stay on top of that. Now, when you have an operation of that size, it's very important for you to delegate. But when you're just starting out, you're not going to have that. And you're going to be scaling. And for you, scaling means more time, more time being spent in your business. Now, for me, when I started this business, I did not start this business to create a job for myself. It's not what I wanted to do. You know, I started this business because I wanted freedom. I wanted freedom to get up and get out and do what I wanted to do. You know, maybe I want to sleep till 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock in the morning. I want to have the freedom to do that. Not that I do that, but I wanted the freedom to do that. I wanted the freedom to take my family on a two-week vacation, not just for the money, but the time, right? So, Because a lot of people, you know, you have your job and you save up these 
hours or days uh, every year so that you can take this vacation because it pays, you know, you still get paid. You have that vacation time built up, right? You know, I, I don't want to do that once a year. I want to do that once a quarter. You know, I want to be able to take my family. Uh, when, when my children are out of school, I want to be able to take my family somewhere, you know, and do something. Uh, you know, it, it may be just a five or six hour drive from here. You know, we live in Atlanta. Maybe I want to take them to Orlando for three days or four days. And we just drive down there, you know, nice little family trip. Maybe I want to take them on a cross country trip over to uh, LA, you know, and we're just going to be out there. Maybe we want to go pop up in Vegas or see the Grand Canyon. I don't know, but I want the freedom to do it. And the way I built my business allows me to have that freedom. I am not interested in creating 50 businesses that keep me busy, you know, 12, 15 hours a day. That's not what I'm in business for. But there are people that are. And that's fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. We all have our limitations. We know what we like. We know what we don't like. We know what we want. We know what we don't want. And our palettes change over time as well. Because there was a time that I wanted to work all day, every day. You know, I got up early in the morning and I went and worked out and, you know, I'm hitting the phones by, you know, 8, 8.30, you know, or I'm at my meetings or I'm checking out my projects and I'm doing it all day. I'm looking for more deals here. I'm meeting these people over here, lunch meeting over there, you know, and you're putting, you know, two, 300 miles on your car every day, just being busy. You're busy being busy. That's not being effective. So... You got to learn to be effective. So anyway, getting back, you know, if you're wholesaling first, what's next? You know, are you, you're going to put in, you're going to implement systems as you create success for yourself. You're going to um, get the cold callers. So you don't have to do that anymore, right? You're going to hire a VA to handle all of your uh, stuff. Maybe your, your email campaigns or um, just organization Whatever it is you need, you're going to get yourself a VA, a part-time VA, you know, that's maybe, you know, a couple hundred bucks a week that's, that's handling that for you. So it's taking that off your plate. You know, it's just there for you, right? You're paying for it, but you have your time back. And that time is absolutely more precious and more valuable than the money. So now you figured out, okay, cool. I'm wholesaling. Uh, I've got my VAs and I'm, I'm doing my deals. I'm, I have time. That time allows me to do more deals, which makes me more money. So now what's next? What do you do next? You've made some money. You've got some people working for you. You've got some processes in place. Now what? Um, maybe it's fixing flips. Maybe it's buy and hold. So you have to now build a strategy that makes sense for you from that point on. Because again, what is wholesaling? Wholesaling is doing one deal to make X number of dollars. Then you got to do it again to make more money. And again, and again, and again, and again, it's this whole process that starts over every time. So maybe now uh, you want to get into buy and hold. So now you start to learning to learn that process. You know, is it what is it? Single family, multifamily. But let's keep it simple, right? Uh, maybe it's single family. So now you have 
a whole single family business that you want to start to build for yourself because why you want one thing well two things one is you're going to start generating passive income for yourself so you do one deal it may pay you for five hundred dollars a month if you do it right you do two or three of those a month because you've gotten good at finding deals right and you've gotten good at negotiating. You've learned how to insert yourself into deals with as little money as possible because you know, you're not going to be able to go to your bank and get loans all the time. And there are other lenders out there that are going to loan you money at seven and 8%. But you know, those rates are, are in today's world, not very good, but you know, you've got to be buying it perfectly to actually make that make sense. But you're going to do some of that at some at some point. But you're also going to be working on owner finance deals. And you're going to wind up doing these deals and how you exit these deals. And, and look, some people want to be in that for 10 years. You want to hold stuff for as long as possible. Me personally, uh, I play the economic cycles. I'm obviously going to get in with some kind of an equity base. I'm always looking for that. There's different cycles as to how you invest. You know, there's the, you know, when the market is up like it is now, it's not all the way up, but it's up. You know, what does that mean? How do you invest there? You know, are you, you're, you're, you're doing cash flow investing up here. Uh, when the market is down, meaning uh, when there's going to be a lot of foreclosures out there, that's going to force prices of homes to come down. Now you're doing a cost valuation, meaning, you know, you're not going to get a whole lot of these. I don't think the market is going to do what it did in 2008, but there's different levels to it. But I'm just giving you the, the broad strokes here. When it's at the bottom, you're doing cost valuations, meaning how much does it cost for me to build this home? You know, let's say it's a house that you could pick up for $130,000, but it, in today's market in the world of construction today, it might cost 180,000 to actually build that house. The market is depressed. So now you're, you're, you're investing for equity and you're waiting now for the market to shift as it always does. Cause at some point the cost to manufacture that house, the, or excuse me, the value of that house will increase over time because of whatever economic factors are occurring to get that property up to the point where it's going to be worth that 180 that it costs to actually build it. You hold it a little longer, maybe it's 200, 220. And so it's an equity game that you're playing there. Yes, you're getting cash flow, but you're getting equity in addition to that. Um, so the market conditions will dictate how you invest. So you have to be aware of that as well. A lot of people aren't. They're just looking at the cash flow game, which is important, but the equity game is what makes you wealthy. Cash flow will make you wealthy over time. Equity will make you uber, uber wealthy over time. But I digress. Let's go back for a second. So you've got this property. It makes you four, four, five hundred bucks a month. You've learned how to exit properly. So you don't have to uh, be picking up the phone at 11 o'clock at night to go and fix a toilet or a, a leaky radiator, uh, you know, or, or a, a leaky, uh, uh, faucet or water heater. You don't have to do any of that. So you just keep doing more. You do two or three of those a month. Now you're making, you know, $1,500 passively a month. You want to go buy a new car, 
go do another deal. Let that house that you're about to acquire pay for that car that you want to go and buy. So it doesn't have to come out of your earnings. Okay. I mean, technically it does. It's all about how you look at it. It's all about how you look at it. So you, you want to be there, but you do that every month, month over month. And I'm only talking about the residual money that comes in from this. I'm not talking about the down payments that you're going to get and how much you profit from that. I'm talking specifically about how you can begin to create this passive income for yourself. And listen, you don't have to start out as a wholesaler to do that, but you can immediately start doing that. Again, it depends on a, a few things. It depends on your credit. Again, it doesn't matter if you have credit money. It doesn't really matter if you have money or your mouthpiece. That does matter. You have to have the ability to negotiate. So what that means is this. When I started out in wholesaling, I only knew one way to do real estate. That's it. That's all I knew. I hadn't, you know, I hadn't gotten a coach or a mentor yet. So it was just me reading books, trying to do it myself, which took forever. It took two and a half years before I really made any money. And I had already hired uh, someone to a coach to, to help me get out of whatever it was that I was in. Uh, and that person, you know, he helped me tremendously in a very, very, what, what some people would say in a very short period of time, but I had already, it took three months before I started to really change my life of working with him, but that's no time. But I'd spent the past 27 months trying to learn how to do this on my own. And I was just reading about wholesaling and I had one equation, ARV or after repair value times 0.65 or 65% minus renovations, minus whatever profit I wanted equaled my maximum offer, right? Which I call the male maximum, you know, allowable offer. And, um, I did that over and over and I just left tons of deals out there because I didn't know how to negotiate. I didn't know how to look at any other deals. I only knew this one thing, right? So I lost opportunity because I didn't see it. I didn't see it. So the, which brings me to my next point, having a mentor will help you be able to see these things. So when you're out there negotiating, you may be negotiating for an owner finance opportunity for yourself in your portfolio, but it may be a wholesale opportunity that you can go out and make yourself a quick three, five, seven, ten thousand $10,000 on, but you have to be able to see it. And it's your negotiation game. That's going to help you see the opportunity inside the conversation and the listening skills that you have while you're negotiating. Okay. So setting up that game plan is absolutely important. I, I can't stress it enough. Without having a game plan, you're just out here, you know, flailing around, you know, trying to figure stuff out and make money. You spend money. It's gone. That ain't what you want. That is not what you want. You want success. And success requires a plan. Luck isn't going to get you everywhere you want to go. It'll get you some places, but it ain't going to get you everywhere. So you have to have this game plan. So if you're listening to this, you know, go to, uh, I'm going to put a link in here. Let me make a note of that. Uh, link the game plan. All right. So what that game plan is, is it's a personal strategy call. It's a 30 minute call to see 
you know, what, what it is you want to do, how you want to do it, and how uh, my team can help you get there a little faster. Even if you don't decide to work with us, that's fine. You're going to have a game plan that's specific to your needs, specific to your situation. So, you know, just check the link out in this and, you know, schedule your time and let's have a call. Let's see what it is. I mean, I've got people that I work with every day that take these calls. I, you know, on occasion actually take these calls. But we put this game plan together for you that is specific to your need. So you're going to need it, whether you're working with me or whether you're working with someone else or you decide to go, on, go at it on your own. You're going to need a plan. And in the world that we're living in today, with the opportunities that are presenting themselves now and will continue to do that probably for the next 12 months, this is the time where you get the opportunity to change your financial life forever. So make sure you seize the opportunity. Now, again, please, if you're watching this and you like it, download it, subscribe it, share it, comment, engage on whatever platform you're listening, you know, YouTube, Spotify, Amazon, uh, whatever, whether you're listening to this podcast on your device or you're watching YouTube on one of your devices, like it, subscribe, share, comment, engage with me. And I promise you, I'm going to get you that shout out. So without further ado, we're going to close this first episode. I want to thank you all for your time and make sure you check out next week. Oh, I got a plug next week. So next week we have Dave Seymour, Dave Seymour of the flipping formula. You got to be there. You got to check him out. You're going to love what he has to say. We're doing it. We're doing a two part uh, series, one for beginning investors and one for multifamily investors. You want to be there. It's Mr. Dave Seymour on uh, the next two episodes. So get to it. You guys get hit that link, get that game plan. Let's get it. Peace. <laughs>